Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I'm your host and today is our Soulmate Saturdays where I get to interview people who are in a soulmate relationship so they can share their story with you to inspire you if you are single or if you're questioning if you're with your soulmate. These interviews are golden. So I'm so excited about my guest today. She's all the way in Australia. I love that. We're doing interviews on separate days. I just love technology, right? So I'm so excited to have Annabelle here. She's actually originally from England, but she's now living in Australia. And she's a children's author, copywriter, and choir director. And Annabelle, I'm so excited to hear your story. Thank you for being on my show. Thanks for inviting me. Well, you came, you said you, uh, I did a post on social media. I have an Abraham Hicks group that we're both on, of course, it's one of the best groups. If you have not joined that Abraham Hicks groups, I don't even know which one it is, but it's so good. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. It's the Vortex group. The Vortex group. There you go. There you go. And so so I put a a shout out to people to say, I'm looking for soulmate relationships. Does anyone want to be on my show? And I thank you for coming forth. So I know nothing about your relationship, but I do want my guests, all my listeners to hear about your love story. So how did you meet your soulmate? And if you need to do a backstory, feel free to do that too. Oh, thank you. Um, Well, I uh, come from a background where um, my parents had a um, a very steady relationship, but not much joy. And, um, and I really wanted to have a joyful relationship. Um, I had relationships which weren't joyful and, um, and I felt quite compelled to marry whoever came along uh, for the sake of it because um, there's quite a lot of pressure in the 1980s, 90s to get married. Well, this and, is in your 20s, uh, when you're in your 20s. Yeah, so in my yeah. 20s, um, and um, my oldest sister got married. I've got two sisters, one married quite quickly, about 22, 23. And then she was sort of held up as this paragon of virtue because she, she'd made it. She's still with her husband too. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, I, I knew it wasn't going to be that easy. Um, I, was, I was quite picky about who I wanted to be with. And I really wanted to find my soulmate. And after, towards the end of my 20s, I realized if I wasn't going to meet my soulmate, then I wasn't going to meet anyone. I wasn't going to settle for second bet. Oh, I love that. I love it. And so <clears throat> I actually met somebody. Um, he was a guy who I taught with and uh, he seemed to have this magic uh, around him. And um, he, uh, he was clearly an Abraham Hicks follower, but uh-huh. he didn't tell me his source. <laughs> uh-huh. And he, had, he, he actually had me under his spell for a little while using the law of attraction and I didn't know what that was. And I didn't actually find out what that was until about three years ago. Uh-huh. I did, um, he, in, he, he showed me some techniques for um, getting sort of the holiday that I wanted and the job I wanted. And, um, he, and I just thought he had the key to, you know, another kingdom in a way, uh, uh-huh. because everything that I was, must have been so open, everything that he sort of nodded towards what you had to do, I did and, and it manifested. Then I did man- manage to manifest him out of my life, which was actually a good thing. <laughs> out of your life, you said. Yes. Okay. 
had okay. in my life. But uh-huh. he, had taught, he had taught me enough about the law of attraction for me to then go and employ it uh-huh. on, uh, on other guys. Uh-huh. On the <laughs> right went, one. Uh-huh. And I then had about six months of complete hilarity as I used the law of attraction to find my soulmate in London amongst all the guys that were there. <laughs> well, what did you do? What, what tools and techniques did you do? So, so I, I did a lot of visualization and he, this guy had a vision board and he showed me his vision board um, and things that I put on my vision board when I knew him, um, they, uh, they came true quite quickly. And, uh-huh. and I knew there was something in it and I had to shut down all the voices, like the voices of my parents you know, saying, you know, you've got to have somebody who can support you and you've got to have somebody who, you know, fits in with the family. And, uh, and so I actually shut down those voices because, of course, it's you. It's all about you. I wanted somebody, the right person for me. Uh-huh. And I set out. I knew he was an, I. This is a really weird thing that I'm going to tell you now. But I started to talk to him when he wasn't even there and I didn't know they existed. Okay. But, um, no, that's not weird at all because anyone who's been listening is probably laughing because they're like, oh, Michelle did that too. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Nothing's weird so, in my mind. I, did this I mainly talked to him in the shower when I was in the shower in the morning mm-hmm. and talked to the person that I was going to get married to. And he would, in my imagination, talk back to me. He was mm-hmm. in a relationship. He was very tall. He was dark. He had a really good job. He wore suits, but actually... Um, he wasn't that happy in his job. He was very unhappy in his relationship. Um, and, you know, this was, the, this was what he was telling me when I didn't, hadn't even met him at this point. <laughs> so this is all your imagination? This is all in my imagination. Okay. Because if he had the girlfriend and the... And the I imagined he'd been so nice that he had a girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and that I imagined that he had a lot of friends... And I'd say to him, where did you go last night? And, you know, and I'd make up stories about where he's been. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I love it. And, uh, and I'd say, what are you doing today? Oh, I've got to work today. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to be going out tonight, but I probably won't meet you because re- you're not ready yet. And, and I'd have all these uh, internal conversations. I wonder in my heart of hearts because it all came so true whether that was my psychic side talking as well and uh-huh. I and I don't know what the uh, whether it was a kind of an overlap of psychic and uh, creation uh, manifestation do you know what I mean by that absolutely and it's hard to yeah. say like I agree yeah. with you sometimes things happen you're like yeah is did I predict that or did I attract that yeah yeah and, and I think it's a I think I got so into, onto a very fine line of it, but I think it was both. Yeah. I think it was both. Yeah. yeah. I just, and I actually got, became quite panic stricken. Part of that time when I was manifesting in those six months, I got a little bit scared that I wouldn't be in the right place at the right time where I knew I would meet him. And then of course I just had to let go. Right. Yeah. And because I thought, well, what if, you know, one friend's inviting me to one thing and another friend's inviting me to another and I don't go to the right one. <laughs> you know, I, this is a really good thing to bring up because I think so many of us who are looking for our soulmates, we almost overthink and over try yeah. and like, okay, I'm yeah. doing everything right. And, and like, I, even, even my soulmate, I remember he said, and it, it, I was like, oh, guys do this too. It made me feel so much better. He goes, yeah, I go into a room. I'd be like, is she the one? Is she the one? Is she the yeah. one? Like, yeah. we just get so like, 
we want it. And I, I'm sharing this because I know people who are out there looking for love are like, going, oh, I'm trying too hard. But you and I found our soulmates and we still played those head games. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And I, and I uh, really felt strongly that I, I, well, I got this faith that I would be in the right place at the right time and that I had to stop trying. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I got to a certain point where I was so excited that it was going to happen that it kind of became a bit too much. And, and I thought I could actually ruin it for myself um, uh-huh. by, being, by predicting it too much. Uh-huh. So I let go and I just, I went to every single um, thing that I was invited to. So sometimes I'd be going to two or three things of a night. Uh-huh. And I decided just to co- concentrate on the hostess and my relationship with them and have fun. Uh-huh. And by doing that, people came to me and I wasn't looking. I didn't scan the room uh-huh. and people then came to me and then I started to have really good fun. Uh-huh. And I went out dancing in, in London. You could go to Mambo dancing clubs and um, you could go to uh, Ciroc dancing clubs. And I was meeting so many men that it uh-huh. became like there were so many men around. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so rather than that, having no men or just this, like a couple of teachers at school who were so boring or this guy who seemed to have this, these magic tricks. <laughs> yeah. uh, it suddenly became that the world is full of really eligible men and I'm actually worth a lot and I'm not going to throw myself at the first one because my soulmate is somewhere amongst them. And I love that you stayed the course. You stayed the course. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. This is the, the reality of the law of attraction. Whatever you put out is what you're going to attract. So you were putting out like, I'm available, I'm single, I'm yeah. looking for love. So what did you attract? A bunch of men. And I'm telling you, when I was yeah. single, like I had no, I used to get picked up on all the time, like all the time. But now that I'm not single, like men don't even look at me because that's not the energy I'm putting out. You know, exactly. <laughs> so it's all about yeah. your energy. Okay, yeah. so this story yeah. is so exciting. Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so then I suddenly realized um, that I could go anywhere and not act like I was des- desperate. I wasn't desperate. Some of my friends thought I was desperate, but I really wasn't desperate. It's just that when guys came up to me, I would give them a really nice conversation and we'd have a lot of fun and laughter. And then I would really kind of work. I'd really go home and really think to myself, um, well, if it's not him and it's not him, it's somebody else and, and he's around and I don't know where he is, but he's coming into my life. (laughs) You were unattached. You were unattached. Okay. Yeah. Completely unattached. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really, uh, and I really, really had a lot of fun and I really enjoyed those six months. And if I could go back to being single, I would go back to those six months Uh when suddenly nothing mattered apart from having a good time uh-huh. and know. not throwing yourself at anybody, not expecting anything of anybody, but just being purely a good time. And funnily enough, I was a teacher at the time in a, in a difficult school with um, some really hard kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the teachers were completely dedicated to their work. And we all used to stay behind until six o'clock and then everyone would go home completely exhausted, only to get up in the morning and go back into the classroom at 7.30 to get ready for the next day. Mm-hmm. And I made an announcement at one of the staff meetings that um, I'm going to be spending six months finding my soulmate. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to be doing anything out of school hours. So I was, a, I was contracted to start at 8.30 and finish at four. And uh-huh. so that's exactly what I did. I was there bang on 8.30 and I left at four and my social life became 
the the thing that I was most enamored with. Uh-huh. So what I'm hearing from you, Annabelle, is you made you made so you so you put out the intention. Yeah. You believe yeah. in this universe so much that you just let it go. But what you did, this is the key, is you followed your joy and you had fun. And that fun is you became a huge lighthouse, right? Like that, your light was shining bright because like you said, you were drawing people to you. Yeah, completely. Because of your being in that joy. And you also, again, what I love is you, you were very clear with the universe. I will not settle for anything but my soulmate. And this is an important key, I think, because I did the same thing. I said, no, I'm not settling for second best. I will only wait for my soulmate. And it took me six and a half years and I did not give up on it. And I'm so happy that I didn't because my soulmate is amazing. So, okay. So keep going with your story. (laughs) So I'd announced at school, which they, which all my teachers, because we're very close. You know how it is when you're in a tough school or a tough job, when you all get really close. And they all thought it was hilarious. And then from then on, my social life became the, um, the story for next day's lunchtime as to what I'd got up to. I was going out every single night, having uh-huh. fun, fun, fun. And uh-huh. sometimes I'd take some of the teachers out and we were all on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh, Annabelle, it'd be so fun to hang out with you. I want to fly to Australia and hang out with you now. Like, you sound like so <laughs> much fun. That now I'm a little <laughs> bit more stayed. Um, I, I can't. I think I've squashed it all into um, you know just the, that. Well, about ten years actually, and and I I don't have any regrets about any of the time I spent. But I and I did have four boyfriends when I met Martin. Okay, so let's go to Martin here. When did this happen? <laughs> so when I say boyfriends, I actually had guys who wanted to take me on dates and. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all, it was lovely, but it was all getting, I was getting a little bit kind of um, too, getting a bit spoiled, I suppose, for choice, having, mm-hmm. you know, not had any choice for some time when I thought I've got to sort of toe the party line with the family and, you know, meet the right one. I, was, I suddenly went from having sort of no choice to so much and uh-huh. uh, it was lovely. Uh-huh. And then one day... Uh, my, my boyfriend at the time who wasn't wasn't a proper boyfriend we were just still at the sort of dating early dating stage um, he invited me to go on a weekend to Brighton uh, in England and I decided to take a teaching friend with me um, I'm actually have you got time for me to tell you a really weird story that's behind this as well just yeah, a yeah, little, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, little uh-huh. tiny backstory so this teaching friend that I was going to take I hadn't seen her for two years and her boyfriend owed me money because he had stayed in my room while I was away in South America traveling and he still owed me money for rent. So he'd rent her, her boyfriend who had become an ex-boyfriend had rented my room. And so the reason I contacted her was to say, Anthony owes me this money and I've been you know, waiting for it for a long time. Uh, and she said, well, let's meet up. And we met up and we hit it off. Turns out she came to Brighton with me and through her, I met my soulmate. And that's only by me picking up the phone and telling her that her boyfriend owed me, her ex-boyfriend owed me money. Uh-huh. You never know, right? You never know. No. So, <laughs> so I was in this amazing zone. And so she then joined me in the zone because she's also a very positive person. And she mm-hmm. read at our wedding. And she, on the way home from Brighton, my boyfriend had gone different direction. She um, and we, there's a group of us had gone down there. She, she and I just happened to be the only two left in the car driving back through a part of London. And she said to me, oh, hang on a minute. 
there's this this new guy that I really like, and he's in a he's in an Australian rules football team, and I think he's going to be in this pub. And um, actually, little lights went off in in my mind because I just got a feeling um, that something was happening. <laughs> uh-huh. And so then we went to see her boyfriend in the pub, and um, and there was like I felt like there's kind of a bit of electricity in the air. Actually, uh, I felt electricity in the air. And um, did you see a fly just flew past the camera? Oh, is that what it was? I'm recording this on video for people who are just listening, but there's a black thing that keeps crossing. And I'm like, what the heck is that? It's a fly. (laughs) That's a fly admitting to the electricity in the the room. Uh And then she said to me, oh, we've been invited down to, we've been invited to a party in a cellar. Do you want to come? And so I said, oh, yeah, I'll come. And, uh, you know, I've got a big big old baggy jumper on and and, uh, corduroy jeans on. And um, I've been dancing in, in warehouses in Brighton for the weekend and did not look my best. And we went down to this cellar and again, it was full of men uh-huh. <laughs> and girls. And, uh, and I was talking to this gorgeous guy uh, and we, he was Irish and we were having such a laugh. And then I looked across the crowded room and I saw Martin and I knew that he was the one in the shower that I was talking about in the shower and yeah. I saw him and the, my first my first reaction was oh I thought he would ha- I thought my man would have more hair than that uh-huh because <laughs> he was going a bit bald and then I walked over to him and tapped him on the shoulder and uh, and he turned round and um and i just smiled at him and and he just smiled at me and then we and then it was like we were all in this kind of like bubble uh-huh. and we went upstairs and we started to we were we were actually really silly we started to play invisible games um like we did invisible windsurfing in the corridor we played invisible <laughs> and we played invisible tiddlywinks um, <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but we'll just use we, our imagination. We, were, we played all these invisible games and we were both completely on the same level. And as I walked out of the party, I said to my friend who I'd gone with, I said, you know that guy that I was playing those games with? I said, I'm going to marry him. And, uh, and she said, oh, what about Julian? You know, the guy that you've just been seeing down in Brighton. <laughs> and uh-huh. said, and what about what about David? <laughs> what about uh-huh. Andrew? What about Ross? <laughs> uh-huh. All the guys. So I said, nah, nah. I said, it's that one. It's him. Anyway, she got to do some digging on him and she found out that he, he was practically married and, uh, and she, she found out all these things about him that weren't true because he'd just got out of a relationship, a uh-huh. long relationship. And that was the relationship that I thought he was in when I was in the shower, you know, talking to him. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh huh. So, um, so I had planned, I was planning a trip around the world at that, to go surface to New Zealand. My cousin was getting married in New Zealand and I had time and I had saved up money and I, and I wanted to do it over land. So I was going to do this big trip. And to cut a long story short, Martin joined me. And this was, this was quite, you know, a few weeks later, I was going to be going. Martin joined me on that trip and we'd only known each other for say three months. And uh-huh. um, um and we decided we would go on this trip together. Um, and uh, he, he and I got engaged on the way home. So, wow. in, uh, so you both Cook knew Island. 
So yeah, so we both knew. He took, I'm not saying he took some convincing, but he was so enjoying his freedom from his previous partner that he probably did not want to meet his soulmate at that time. (laughs) (laughs) But then he realized that, and so it did, you know, in those three months, it, he he did um, you know sort of act a little bit nonchalant towards me sometimes, uh, and I just kind of let him get, gave him enough rope. A good friend of his said to me, "Give Martin enough rope, and he will hang himself." And so I did exactly that. Uh-huh. And of course, I had all these other, you know, sort of links to a social life in the background. And so, in the end, I made myself a little bit too irresistible, actually. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, because. Because if Martin wasn't going to go out with me, then somebody else would. Because uh-huh. I had all this, had all these friends that I could go out with. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I hope that doesn't sound too blasé. <laughs> no, but I think what you're saying is like you just you had the faith and trust that if it's going to yes. work out, it's going to work out. You're not holding yeah. on for dear life, and this is the problem. We hold on for dear life. Yeah. We don't let it fully manifest into yeah. the way we want it to. And especially, I see these women a lot where they're like, "Well, you know, I gotta, you know." really convince him to stay with me. I'm like, no, never do that ever, ever. Because to me, I need to know he respects me and he better come running after me. Otherwise I don't want him. So yeah. And actually, yeah, I remember walking into a party. Martin also had a lot of girls around him because he was newly single and was very, very funny. And and people really liked him. And, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people knew that his his partnership was breaking down. And so they're all kind of women waiting in the wings. Mm -hmm. And so I went to one of the parties that he and his friends were having and he didn't show me any attention at all. So I just walked in the front door and then walked out the back door and went home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because I wasn't going to have him not acknowledge that I'd walked into the party. Right. Right. And so, uh, and then he came running to my house and didn't know where I'd gone. This was pre mobile phones. Didn't know where I'd gone. Where were you? You were there and then you weren't there. So I kind of sort of strung him along a bit uh-huh. and I, and it was a, like, it was like a game. Mm-hmm. It was a bit like a, a game, but it was a good game. It was a good game. Well, tell me Annabelle. So you guys have been together for how long now? So we've been together. Um, oh, 1998. We got married. 1996. We met 1997. Wow. We traveled 1998. We got married 1999. We had our first baby. Uh-huh. And then had another baby 2001 and another one in 2006. Uh-huh. Still together. Wow. Still, the, still the fly is. <laughs> still the fly. The fly is like literally on the camera. That's so weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's not. It's, There's if no I accident, told you. Right? Um, so I'm a children's author and, I'm, and I mention flies a lot in my book. Oh, how funny. Yeah, the fly's literally hanging by part of the camera. It's fascinating. (laughs) That is really fascinating. (laughs) I'm glad everyone's listening to this. Um, Well, another question I have for you, Annabelle, thank you for sharing that amazing story. These are the stories that I love. But tell me what you believe a soulmate relationship is, especially you've been with your husband for so long, and it sounds like it's still wonderful. What makes it a soulmate relationship? Um, well, um, if I could write a textbook on it, it would, it would be like as long as this room, <laughs> because, uh-huh. um, it'd be a massive, 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 massive book because, um, there it, everything is so personal in it and it's the person personal to the two souls that are in it. Uh-huh. And I, there is, there, there are pointers and there's definitely pointers like the law of attraction and 
ways and ways to get into the vortex and find your partner and ways to really um manifest the the, the love of your life uh and to but to get to get to manifest the relationship that will go on until you die is um is so personal so personal because we are like two peas in a pod really um with like two halves of a whole um, and we, we, we have jokes, like we joke about running away with other people as a joke, um, but we never, ever would. And if you heard us talking, if somebody, you know, they would think, how, how can they talk about other people um, in that way and still be together? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, I just completely have total faith and trust in Martin, and he has total and utter faith and trust in me. We have uh -huh. no desire to run away with anyone. That's may maybe why it's so funny. Because uh -huh, uh -huh. we know that neither of us have any desire to uh -huh. not be with each other. Um, friendship is at the bottom of it, but the, but then it's a different kind of friendship. I don't think I would have Martin as a friend if I wasn't his his partner. I think um, he's not the person sort of person that I'd be friends with. <laughs> is that right? Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I just always would want to be with him. I don't think I'd be able to be, have him in the friend zone. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do feel um, like you guys are a lot alike or? We're very alike. Um, we look alike. And uh -huh. um, yeah. And we um, think alike. We both have very similar, very, very similar childhoods as well. Oh, is that right? Um, okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. his, um, his parents were both, again, a bit cold and professional and duty bound. And he was a bit crazy. He was actually adopted and he was crazy. And then I was the crazy third daughter that was meant to be a boy. And so we were both kind of, we, we, neither of us really toe the party line. But, you know, that's what makes us soulmates probably as well. You know, it's great to meet somebody who knows exactly where you're coming from. You don't even have to say right. it. Right. Because it's right. part of them. Yeah. And neither of us, we're both rebelli quite rebellious. And uh, uh, Martin said to me the other day, and I was really, really moved by it. Uh, I said to him, what? What's, what's your dream, Martin? What's your big dream in life? And he said, my dream is for your dreams to come true. Oh, this I'm... is what I love. Oh, I love, yes, yes. And that's another thing I hear with soulmate relationships is the unbelievable support of each other on yeah. their path. And they support each other, believe in each other, encourage yeah. each other to follow their dreams. That's a big one I hear a lot with soulmate relationships. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. mind me not moving the fly off the camera? No, it's it's totally in the camera. <laughs> see, this is going to get people to watch it on video now. They're like, okay, that's it. I got to see this for the fly. <laughs> well, the thing is, when I was very little, I had a, I had a fly hospital. Uh, I used to half swap flies and then nurse them back to health again. My dad was a doctor. Uh-huh. And, uh, and my books are um, are about tiny people who are fly the size of flies. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you flies have in their world. Flies have rights too. That is so weird because I've never had a fly come on the the monitor. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I've actually got a whole computer here, and only one tiny little circle is the camera, and the fly decides to sit on it. <laughs> I know that's that's. There's no accident. No accident. That well, is no accident. Yes. Well, Annabelle, is there anything else before we wrap up that you could suggest to people who are looking for their soulmate? and what they can do to make it happen quicker and how to know that they're the one. 
Yeah, I think you have to really get into your own heart. I spent a lot of a lot of time, a lot of years actually, even though I had a lot of friends and boyfriends and people around me, I, I really needed time on my own to get into my own heart and I really craved that. I used to feel people would think I was lonely, but actually I just really wanted to find out who I was in order to find out who other people were, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so I... I listen. I used to listen a lot when I was single. I listened a lot to the radio. I listened to the radio at night. I'd listen to some really good programs. Um, I mean, now there are, of course, there are pod podcasts like yours, but um, often um, you know DJs would have people in and talking about things which really resonated with me. And I think it was basically for single people. I would recommend that if if, if you are single, just um, find ways to really connect to yourself. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, that's another reason why it took me six and a half years is because I came from a dysfunctional marriage, you know, and I had a, for 16 years. Okay. And so I had a lot of work to do to come back to me, to even know who I was because I was so young when I met my ex-husband. Oh, yeah. So I needed that time. To, and I'm so glad I had that time because um, when I met my soulmate, I came in as me unapologetically like yeah. no frills this is me yeah. and that's how we connected so i i absolutely yeah. agree yeah and so quite late so sort of between the hours of say nine and ten eleven you know that's when my, that was my kind of me time and that's when i and I, I actually prayed a lot as well and on the in 1995 when it turned into 1996 i decided that i would meet oh that's interesting because a um a car went past your window then and i was about to say to you that there was a a a a star in the sky or a, a comet and I used and I, and I would actually sort of pray to the that's quite weird uh -huh. <laughs> I'll pray to the star that was flashing by uh, but it was actually going by really slowly but it was a comet and uh, so I did things like that I, I, I prayed mainly for myself um, for the best case scenario with regard to my love life and I and I got it nice and you did not give up on it you got no. out there, you took no. action, you got, you listened yeah. to the inspiration and you just knew you had to get out there, make that phone yeah. call, right? Yeah. With that friend. I mean, yeah. I've heard lots of stories like this. So this is, yeah. and it does not have, you didn't search for him. He no. showed up. He showed oh. up. Yeah. yeah. He showed up and I showed up in his life. Uh, perhaps a bit early for him, <laughs> yeah. but he also wanted to go traveling and I was going to do, be doing this trip. And we had a great trip uh, mm -hmm. surface from London to New Zealand um, through China and Russia and on the wow. country. Wow, how yeah. fun. And that's it when you got fun. engaged? So yeah, we got engaged on the way home from that trip. Um, and that was really, um, like it was like a honeymoon actually because we hardly knew each other really. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't normally go on a trip like that with somebody unless you'd at least been to the toilet in front of them or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, you were only dated three months. You got yeah. married and then, or you got engaged and you're still yeah. together. You're still together. Yeah. So yeah. you just know, you know, right? You just know. Yeah. You just, you just know, and you have to just go with, uh, to go with flow. I mean, going with the flow is everything. And, yeah. uh, I, I really strongly tell people to keep faith because, um, you, you be happy with yourself and enjoy being single and keep the faith that you will meet someone Yes, and, and you will, you just will. You will. Right. There's oh. a lid for every pot. Right. Yeah. 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 
Well, Annabelle, thank you so much for this. This is, I love your energy. I love your story. Again, if I were in Australia, I'd be so hanging out with you, even now. <laughs> I know I used to have a fun party side too when I was single and now I'm like, I just want to stay home. Like go to bed by, you know, nine o'clock. Like it's ridiculous, but I'm happy. So it's all good. <laughs> Aww. But, and thank you for that fly. And the fly is very much a part of this. Yeah, the fly is on there now, actually. Can you see it? It's still on there. Weird. It's still, um, so bizarre. <laughs> it is so. Um, well, I sent sent my work off to three publishers today. Uh, mm -hmm. Last no, last night and today, uh -huh. and because um, they've opened the doors again, and from and so you never know. It might be the flyer telling me, and we're going along the right lines. Right. I'll let what you know. The, what is the name of your book? You have one. Do you have one out? So yet? I have a I have a series called the Gentle Series. It's written for girls, uh -huh. and. Uh, girls and women and their grannies, I suppose. Uh, and it's about, um, oh, it's about tiny nurses. And there's a nurse in a purse, swimmer in a seashell, singer in a ring box, tiny women who come into girls' lives, really uh -huh. uh, inspire them to make, change, make changes, but other changes happen. And then, um, and then there's, then these girls uh, actually go to the country where the, these tiny women are from. They get sort of shrunk. And anyway, how fun! Where can people buy that? So there's 13 books. I, I actually haven't. I'm just trying to go through the main mainstream publishers at the moment. Oh, so, got it. Got yeah. it. Well, <laughs> you know that flies a sign that it's all happening. Yeah, it's happening. Thank so. you. <laughs> so hopefully down the down the track, people will be able yes. to buy the gentle series for girls. Yes. Well, well, I'll keep an ear out for it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. I really I'll love see it. See you soon. Thanks, Michelle. Yes. And, and thank to all your people. <laughs> from all the way from Australia. Then tell them to keep the faith because, yes. tell them to keep the faith because also as, as my life improved, everything improved, you know, as my, as, as I've got more and more confident, everything improved. So my looks improved, my life improved, my yep. fun quotient improved and everything just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the thing. The law of attraction is not just manifesting soulmates. It's also like everything starts to work. I know it's all intertwined. So, well, thank you again. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have a soulmate story, you want to share my podcast or just a story about law of attraction in general. I've got a picture here from, of my wedding too. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yay. Oh, that's so cute. Look at you too. So happy. Again, everyone's going to have to watch the video. Um, <laughs> and if you want to get access to the video, just go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And please reach out to me if you have a story or just have a question. And um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. And I hope you all have a wonderful, miraculous day and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.